Welcome, everybody, to the fourth episode of the 3D Podcast. I'm Mark King. Hi, I'm Joseph Walter. We have got a great episode for today. We're going to be talking about lots of things, all NBA, lots of Grizzlies stuff. We've got uh, up on the dock today, we've got some, a little bit of Kyrie, a Kyrie talk because of the trade. We've got a lot of Grizzlies 2K18 roster talk. Memphis Hustle, they had a draft. Uh, what's going on with Jermichael Green? Uh, we just talked about the Grizzlies are going to have a press conference tomorrow. So a lot of stuff to get into, a lot of stuff to talk about. But let's first, must talk about this weekend. Did you, my friend, this is a BNBA podcast, this is a Grizzlies podcast, it's not a fighting podcast, but I think that everybody in the world was probably watching this fight. So let's at least just mention it. Um, were you satisfied with the way the fight went? Did you think that was the fight, how the fight was going to go? Absolutely. Uh, like I, no doubt in your mind? No, no doubt in my mind. It was, yeah, I, it, I just didn't really think it was, it's the best boxer of, you know, of our time versus, you know, a great MMA fighter. Great MMA fighters are not boxers. We learned that. It was very apparent. And if they were to let it go on for 30 more seconds, he would have been laying on the ground. They'd have been counting to 10. Yeah, I, I probably tend to agree with you. And I, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but like, I think my whole my whole thing was is don't pretend like you're something that you're not. And and Conor McGregor is not a boxer. Now, while it was great for television, it made for great uh, hype videos with all the talk before. I, I enjoyed like, the I, fight. I loved the fight. I thought it was great. But at the same time, like I it 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 happened exactly how I expected it to happen. It happened exactly like Floyd Mayweather said it was going to happen. He he laid back. He let him throw his punches, and then he literally just picked him apart from five through ten rounds. Like it was yeah. literally you know, just beat the shit out of him. Oh yeah, that. he just he just picked him apart. So like you know, I was impressed. It was a really good fight. I don't think it will have another one. Um, I think from everything I've heard, Connor will probably go back to UFC, which he which he should. I mean like. There's no reason for him to go fight another boxer at all, um, because we call no, he's, he, he's he, not allowed to punch people in the back of the head as he he, as very, he found out. He learned that very quickly. That is not allowed in boxing. Let, so enough MMA. I just wanted to get that out of there. Just wanted to get your thoughts before we move on to actual NBA talk. So let's let's talk about the biggest news of the last week, probably, and that's his Kyrie Isaiah Thomas trade. And and while it was supposed to be done last week. Uh, Kyrie for uh, Isaiah Thomas, the Brooklyn Nets pick, and then Jay Crowder. Um, Cleveland had the what about Zizich, man. Come on, give the man his. <laughs> oh, that's he's right. An that's NBA right. That's right. Player. Uh, which is not he's not a he's not a throw-in either. That, no. that legitimate prospect. And so um, there's a lot already there. For Cleveland had the physical with Isaiah Thomas. He has a the lingering hip issue that uh, they didn't seem to. Uh, be too keen on, and now they're reportedly going back and asking for even more assets from Isaiah Thomas to complete this trade, which, um, from what I understand from uh, some different reports, is that that was uh, kind of the understanding all along, is if they got too far into Isaiah Thomas's physical, they could go back and kind of renegotiate this deal. What do you think about them going back and asking for more assets? Do you think they're already getting enough? I mean, what, do you, what is your thought there? Is they already getting enough as it is? Uh, I think that I think that they're getting. I don't know. It's if they end up with Isaiah Thomas on their team after this season, then yes, they're getting enough. If they don't, then they're then they're not. Um, you know, this all depends on what you know Isaiah Thomas does in his free agency year. If you know, and if if we've learned anything, it's probably that he's not going to stay there. That he's going to go to an organization. A, a real organization in the NBA, and it, 
most of these players are learning now that you know maybe it's not just all about the money and maybe it's not just all about where you're playing being in a huge market but maybe it, a lot of it has to do with you know playing for an owner that knows what they're doing and playing for a general manager that knows what they're doing and playing for the the right type of culture so i i don't think that Isaiah Thomas will be on the Cleveland Cavaliers after this season so therefore i do not think they're getting enough for him so you think it all hinges on what Isaiah Thomas does next year, not even this year. Right. I think that they're a little bit crazy, honestly, to go back and say, hey, by the way, uh, you didn't give us enough for for, uh, for Kyrie. I mean, I think they're already getting too much. I mean, like, I see the Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder. I get that. And then, the, I mean, I, we're going we're gonna to call the prospect to throw in here because that's kind of what he – to them and their minds – into Celtics minds, or probably that's what he is. Yeah. Uh, but the the Nets first rounder, I mean, that's that's a that's a lot. That could have been being a really good pick. I mean, at least top, probably definitely top five. Absolutely. If not a top three pick, so that's a that's a bit much for them. So that's very, uh, very concerning. Or I, 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 I thought know, that was, I just thought it was odd for them to go back and go. You know what? We're not getting enough. I need more. So, I mean, so this deal is going to get done. You know it's going to get well, done. Has to, well, it has to now because what do the Celtics do? Exactly. Right? Like, and, uh, sorry? sorry. Yeah. Well, and and what about Kyrie when he has to go in that locker room? Like, hey, no, I don't want to play with any of you guys, but what's right. up? Yeah. I know and, that I said I don't want to be here, but I am. Yeah. So So what I have to say is, you know, I kind of I kind of think Cleveland's playing a smart move here. And they're saying that this deal is going to get done no matter what. So why don't we go ahead and ask? You go on and go for go the jugular. Ahead, go ahead and ask for another piece. And once more, Stanny Ainge says no, and you're like, okay, trade's still going through. Right. Um, no, I, you, you got a good point. I mean, I, I don't know. Who, it's hard to say who really has a leverage in this situation. I, I think because both of them now you're. I mean, I think that Cleveland has more leverage than Boston, but it's it's really tough to tell because you just really don't know because. Like you said, both players are in a really bad spot now because they've already said they either wanted out or they've already technically been traded, and we've got like another way. I mean, that just it's a very, very weird situation for everybody yeah, involved. Yeah, it is. Um, so let's let's we can move on. I, I think that's uh, I think it's I think like you said, I think it will get done. Also, just as a side point, I put on our little rundown. You can actually still get an Isaiah Thomas Cleveland jersey on the NBA store right now. Money, 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 money. I mean, like, that's impressive. The, the trade technically hasn't already gone through, and you can already get uh, a Isaiah Thomas well, Cleveland I mean, jersey. Technically, you can go on NBA.com and you, well, can, you get can make whatever jersey right. you want with that's whatever true. number you want with whatever you want on the back, except there are a list of about 500 names that you are not allowed to put on the back of that jersey. There are. We know we need to do a show with the list of names you can't get on a jersey. It's pretty funny. It is very funny. I've tried a few, and uh, you, I mean, there's obviously some common ones you can't get. But there's some ones that you can't that you're like, that's weird. Yeah. But uh, anyway, let's move on. Nerlis Noel accepted his qualifying offer. Um, I think it was for like $4.1 million. I yeah. think that's right. Something like that. Um, come out that he turned down a $70 million offer from the Mavs, which is um, – if you want, you want to call betting on yourself, that right there is the definition. That's betting on yourself. Of betting on yourself. Yeah, um, especially since he was in the doghouse for a lot of last year anyway. So – and he's been in the doghouse in Philadelphia for his first three years in the league, and then he was in the doghouse for quite a bit of last year with Dallas. Yeah, it's really surprising that he would just accept the qualifying offer with that on the table. I, I that that was very odd. Once that came out, I thought that 
Um, I mean, there's one thing betting on yourself, but then there's another thing just, you know, taking the money that you're probably valued at properly. Yeah. Um, and I think that's probably pretty valuable. I mean, that's probably right on money, right on point frame for what the market is out there for centers and power forwards this year. Um, so that was very that was very odd to me. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how Nerlens Noel plays this year. But I don't think it's probably a smart move. I think he'll look back on this next year, and uh, it probably won't be a smart move. No, I – no, I don't think so. Unless, you know, they they're definitely lacking at the center position. And, but I, I mean, if if they're gonna put him in the doghouse, they're gonna put him in the doghouse, and he's not gonna get that max contract is what he came back with from Dallas. So, what is it? You know, I don't know. I think it's stupid. I think this is. I think he's had three agents uh, this summer. Well, so, they're all terrible. Yeah. So well, I guess with three people telling you all probably three different things, seems like you just need to hire a uh, a real agent. A real agent. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So let's move on. So uh, just a little note you put in here, which is pretty cool. Uh, Houston Rockets owner Leslie Alexander. Uh, four million to Hurricane Harvey disaster relief. That's pretty cool. I know JJ Watt did like a hundred thousand today. Um, I think the Texans uh, gave a million today. So there's a lot of really, really cool stuff going on. So I encourage everybody to go do what you can. If it's a dollar, it's a dollar. Five dollars, five dollars. There's a lot of. Um, I fortunately have a lot of crew members in Houston and know a lot of people down there. So there's a lot of people that are um, that don't have a home and and won't have a home for quite some time. So uh, if you could do something, do something. So let's move on to Grizzlies talk. Uh, first thing up on the Grizzlies uh, hey, one, schedule. One we, quick thing. Um, you can go to texasmonthly.com, and it will take you to all the ways that you can help people uh, during Hurricane Harvey. So, and a lot of um, different foundations that are you know set up and where the majority of your dollar is going to actual people to help Hurricane Harvey. So texasmonthly.com. Go there. Do what you can. Like I said, if it's dollars, dollars, five dollars, five dollars. We all have homes. Uh, right now, there are a lot of people that do not, and it's. I think it's only going to get worse uh, the yep. next couple of days. So, um, so yeah, do what you can. Anyway, let's move on. Grizzlies. Uh, let's do a little bit of Grizzlies talk. Um, surprisingly, there's more Grizzlies discussion than I had originally thought we would have at this point in the off season. Uh, but there is something to talk about. First of all, Grizzlies all time 2K18 roster came out. Let's just let's go through this a little bit and see what we think and and see if we're they're right on or. Or a little bit off. Um, so let's go through the starters real quick. Here are the starters: Mike Conley, Tony Allen, Sharif Abdur, Paul Gasol, and Mark Gasol. Yes or no? I personally would have put Shane Battier in the three spot there I, as a starter. I personally would have put Mike Miller in the three spot you know, that, as that, a starter. A, that's, a, that's a good one as well. I didn't even honestly didn't even come to my mind just then, but yeah. So, and, and funny enough, uh, Mike Conley was actually at the 2K Studios today, uh, and he <laughs> he had an Instagram that was himself at the 2K Studio, and then at the end it said, yeah, y'all need to check out my rating, though, and then with two, the, the eyeball emoji. Right. Because, I mean, 87. His rating is 87, which is, eh. And, and Pal Gasol is a 92. I, I am now, glad. Is this, is this Pal Gasol? What 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 version of Palgasol is that? I wonder. It can't be that, like right now because that's not possible. No, it's probably so it's some kind of his like best season. With best the season. So yeah, so these are the best seasons, the best seasons ever. And you give Mike Conley an eighty-seven, which I think is, 
you know, when we say he's the most underrated point guard ever, it still goes to show he probably is. And I, I am a big fan. I love that they have uh, Mark Mark rated higher than Powell. Um, they have Mark at a 93, which is impressive. Um, to have him that high, that was probably his defensive player of the year campaign. Yeah, it had to have been. And what about Tony Allen as an 85? You know, that's surprising, honestly. Like, I, I think it's probably right on. I mean, it, even in this past year's 2K, I think he's a 78 or 79. Yeah, so, it's you know, not they very really, high. They, they value defense quite a bit. So the rest of the roster is, uh, just for those who don't know, Zach Randolph at 88, Shane Battier 85, Mike Bibby at 85, Jason Williams 84, Mike Miller 83, Rudy Gay 83, Byron Scott 80, Greg Anthony 80, Bonsi Wells 80, and James Posey is an 80. So I think I just it's take probably, Rudy Gay off the team. you got to take Rudy Gay off. You know, you know, <laughs> I understand the Rudy Gay hate. I get it. Um, I think Rudy Gay was always a, was a good player, but he just never could fit where he wanted to fit. Um, there were just too many people that needed the ball other than him. And so he probably just – he, he was at the wrong time. He's, in this, he's this statistically franchise. made every single team he's ever played for worse. It's okay. You can say it. <laughs> That's true. He is. A, he he is and a, Jeff Green have statistically not, made every Rudy single Gay, team. Jeff Green is Rudy Gay light. Oof. That's tough. All right. <laughs> so I think I think all in all, the 2K18 roster is pretty agreeable. I don't see anybody out here that, that really stands out like they shouldn't be there or someone they're they're missing. Do you? Uh, no, I think they pretty much got everybody on here. I mean, you know, I'm kind of surprised that uh, Keon Dooling isn't on here, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. But, you know, whatever. You mean there's there's no uh, Hamed Adati? There's no Hamed Adati, no Keon Dooling. Uh, I mean, what about Gilbert Arenas, man? Like that's true. One of the great, <laughs> one of the great Grizzlies. Yeah, uh, Allen Iverson, another great, another grizzly. great Grizzly. Yeah. All right, let's move on before we get too far off the rails. Uh, the Memphis Hustle had their draft, and they got 11 players in the G League expansion draft. Uh, some of the most notable players are Jimmer Fredette. You got the Jimmer. Last I'm, round. Which I'm super excited Woo! about. I cannot wait. I kind of I want to. I cannot Jimmer wait to go jersey. to South Haven and go see Jimmer Fredette. I want to. I would love to have a. And I want my jersey, jersey to say Jimmer, not Fredette. Yeah, I want yeah, to say Jimmer for sure. I want mine to say the Jimmer, just the Jimmer. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it. Um, some other notables: DJ Steffens uh, had previously been on the roster with the Grizzlies, and then Adonis Thomas uh, played here as a Memphis Tiger. Thoughts on the Grizzlies uh, slur the hustle and their G League drafting body that stands out you think might have a chance to make this roster or anybody else's roster in the NBA? Besides the Jimmer, because we know that's happening. He's going <laughs> um, to get caught up somewhere. He was the actually the first pick in the expansion draft. I think it was three years ago. Um, so funny now that he we nope tenth round not eleventh round excuse me so he was you know in the second to last round um, you know I don't I, I'm excited that you know I'm gonna get to go down to South Haven and see DJ Steffens because he's definitely an exciting basketball player and can leap but and you know I it would be awesome if Adonis Thomas ever turned out to be a good basketball player. He's finally healthy, I hear, so that's, you know, good for him. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, you know, there's nobody on this team that I think will be on the Grizzlies at the end of the year. 
the only thing, the only person I would probably put stock into is DJ Stephens, only because he's he's shown he has the ability to play in a league as, at least in some capacity. Um, he's so athletic, and then you know he's been here before. He knows what it takes. I mean, a lot of these guys have been here, but I mean, he actually, you know, he played well in his time here. Yeah. Um, he just got caught up in some different uh, went through training camp last season. Right, he got caught up in more of a numbers game, I think, than anything else. But um, he had a he had a little in a little issue as well uh oh that's right mm -hmm, so. um but i mean like he he probably has the most he probably has the most tools on the on the team as far as basketball skills that are translatable to the nba right now um like i said adonis thomas for the longest time adonis thomas playing at memphis i mean i i, I did a lot of honestly I did a lot of high school broadcasts and watched Adon a lot of adonis like he he's a really gifted athletic player and he ha like he has the tools to play us as a small forward in the NBA. Unfortunately, Josh Pastner ruined his career and he played him as a four most of the time as a Memphis Tiger, which is just which is crazy to me because he wasn't a four. I mean never he was never gonna be a four at the next level. He wasn't a four in college. I mean, yes he's six seven, but like he is a three in yeah. the NBA and will always be a three. So I mean he has I know I've seen it. I know he has tools uh, to be a legitimate, legitimate player now, if he's a legitimate player at the NBA level, that's probably a different story. But I know he has the tools to be a legitimate player, and I think if probably anybody on this roster just going through it, I would put my money on Adonis Thomas or DJ Stephens making it to any league, any team, not necessarily yeah. the Grizzlies, mm -hmm. but you know, with injuries happening in the NBA, sometimes that predicates a lot of. Uh, G League call-ups is people having injuries in a certain position, and they just need bodies. Um, and so you see that a lot of times, and you see it a lot of times people getting people getting or players getting chances because of because of injuries. So I think Adonis Thomas will probably be uh, would be my bet. Also, I noticed that Jamal Franklin's on this roster. Yeah, uh, which is uh, which was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so not not a whole lot of it, other standouts though. Yeah, it's uh. It's the G League expansion draft, is what is what it is. Um, you know, it's still right. So you know, you're not still, we're not going to see I'm a lot of I'm still the most in. excited about Kobe Simmons. <clears throat> Absolutely. You know, so absolutely. I mean, he's the one we should be excited about. He's yeah. the one they put under a actual physical contract and hold his rights. And so, yeah, you're right. He as if we're looking looking at hustle players, we should be looking at Kobe Simmons and whoever occupies that next that next contract on the two way contract. Which I don't know who who do you, I had to guess who. What's your guess right now? Who occupies that second contract? Well, I guess since it's got to be Ivan Rob, I would guess, but. Uh, but, I mean, he's not. I mean, <laughs> he's, he, he's, he is a. I've been said on many places that he's not signing a two way contract. I, and I mean, it's Chris, obvious because he hasn't signed one. And then Chris Wallace even said draft night that Tim and Dylan Brooks, when either one were going to be a two way player. And so now we're sitting here in the middle of August, and the Grizzlies still have the only draft pick that has not been signed in the entire draft. And so I would, I'm kind of on the same, I'm on your level. Yeah, it should be Ivan Rab, but I don't know if it is going to be. Yeah, I don't know. Who if it's that, not Ivan Rab, who do you who do you think they should put on it? Because we have 24 players or something like that now s still. <laughs> they have like roughly 24. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, like I said, Ivan Rab seems like the most likely candidate. But it's He seems like the only candidate to be completely – I mean, I guess um, 
He seems like the only candidate to me. We have too many players right now. That is true. We do and have too we many players. And we still have the only draft pick that has not been paid. And we still have Jermichael Green just sitting there doing nothing, which is we'll get to here in a minute. Speaking of Jermichael Green, like you said, let's talk a little bit about Jermichael Green. Well, hold Green. on, hold on. I want to go back. Who let's do go. you who do you think it would be if oh, it's not Ivan Rodman? Um, no, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, I don't know if there is another I don't know if there is another player that would fit that mold. I mean, my next guess would be Dylan Brooks, but they already signed him. Yeah. So like uh, you know, if it's not Dylan Brooks, it's it's uh you know, and it's not Kobe's already on a two way contract. The only player I could say if they're not going to work something out with Ivan Rabbit, they're going to either – if you don't get something worked out with him, I don't know what they do. I don't even know how that works. If you just don't – I mean, I guess you could just not sign a player and then you give up his rights, I think is the way it happens. No, I think you'd still have his rights because even if never, like the even Ricky if Rubio effect. I mean, he didn't come to Minnesota right away. Right, but if even if he doesn't – Go somewhere like you don't like you don't do a draft and stash. He's just sitting here in the states doing nothing. You still have his rights, and he just sits there. Effectively, I mean that's what I think. I don't know, um, so we probably have to. I need to get some, make some, do some texting and ask some people much smarter than I am about that and what exactly uh, would happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like you said, I think the best case scenario would be Ivan Rab. But other than that, I really don't know who would be who would qualify for that kind of position that was kind of a second-round pick or G League player. Um, and if it's not one of them, I would just I would bet on it being DJ Steffens just because he's already been through training camp, he's already been here. And if you're going to put somebody on contract on your already on your G League roster, my money would probably be on him. Um, so let, speaking of Jermichael Green, let, let's move on. Let's not get too far off track with who is going to be in the next contract spot because we have no idea and we can sit here and speculate for days. But uh, I think they'll probably it'll probably be a little bit before we know anything too. I don't know. If, it doesn't look like it's getting resolved anytime soon. I, no. It Speaking doesn't. of not getting resolved anytime soon, Jermichael Green. Um, so now that Nerlens Noel was one of the bigger bigger free agents, um, they got taken off the board because he signed his qualifying offer. We talked about that earlier in the first segment. Jermichael Green would be the only, I guess, the next biggest restricted free agent. Um, that is still out there. There's uh, Nikola Mirotic and there's Alex Lynn still out there, uh, I believe, as a restricted free agent, and then Joaco Green. Uh, and Plumley. And yes, Mason Plumley or Miles Plumley. I think it's Mason. Mason Plumley. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of options out there. I think he's probably still the best candidate, and I don't think there's any money left out there for people to pay him. So, what does Joaco Green do? Jermichael Green needs uh, he. I mean, he needs to get a deal done with the Grizzlies for somewhere between seven to ten million dollars. That's what he needs to do. That's what he's worth. That's what we need to pay him. And if he doesn't want to get the deal done for seven to ten million dollars a year, I don't think there's another team that can pay him that. So he's gonna have to take his qualifying offer of two million dollars. Right. So he either needs to take his $2 million or he needs to get a deal done for somewhere between, I would say, $8 million a year or something like that. So his quality offer is 2.82, so almost three. But still, like you said, that's still not a whole lot for Jamaica Green. And I think betting on himself 
we agreed that betting on Nerlens Noel, Nerlens Noel betting on himself was a bad idea. I think Jamaica Ring betting on himself is even worse idea. Um, so yeah, I think that I think you said you, they're kind of a match made that there's not really much else the Grizzlies can do, and there's not really much else Jamaica Green can do. So you might as well just get it done. There's obviously something holding this up, and it's something big. Um, and we don't, none of us know what exactly it might be. And I'm sure we'll find out after, after it all comes together and it finalizes. I'm sure he wants twelve to fifteen million dollars a year. I mean, I'm sure that's, is. I'm sure that's exactly what it is. And his agent thinks he should be at fifteen million dollars a year. And his agent's sitting there going, "Hey, man, you're worth fifteen million dollars a year. Don't let anybody. Well, hey, man, nobody you. has uh, offered you fifteen million dollars a year. Right, but you got one guy telling you, "Hey, don't let you, don't let anybody tell you any different." You're worth this money. I promise you someone will offer it. We're going to get it. But your agent, his agent's like him, like a couple D-League guys, and Jermichael is no experience. So, like you said, no one's out there has offered you $15 million a year. No one is going to because all the money in that area has definitely dried up, especially for power forwards and centers. So, yeah, I think it's a bit of – I think it's a, probably a bit of that. And we'll see if it's any more. It probably will definitely come out in the long run. Um and I just had on this sheet, so Nikola Mirotic is still available. Which would you rather have, just as a hypothetical? If the Grizzlies said, you know what, we're done here. We've waited. You you know, wherever they've offered him and he's not taking anything, would you go out and try to get Mirotic to replace him? How much money am I spending on Mirotic? Let's just say they're, I mean, they're roughly the same price. You're Absolutely. probably looking at $7 million a year. No, I'll take Jermichael Green all day long. I probably would too. Now, uh, now if, if Mirotic comes down to at $3, $3 million four, a year? I'm all on it. I'm Absolutely. taking Mirtik and I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting another asset, but I don't know where you're gonna put that asset. So Well, that's true. We already have a lot of players as it is. I was just I was just I was looking out there at restricted free agents today when I was making our sheet to talk about today and I thought it was kind of an interest interesting dynamic because I had earlier in the year I had, had a couple of different trade uh posts and a couple of different articles about trades and um, for some reason, he kept coming up on, on a lot of my trades. I don't know why I was so kind of like – it feels like when you get into those, so when you're looking at different trades and you're looking at place, players to make your team better, there's always kind of one player that kind of somehow tends to creep in there. And he was one of those players um, that just tended to keep creeping in a lot of my trades. And so I just wanted to – He is horrible defensively. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. He is horrible. Horrible. Speaking of horrible defense, it's another great segue. Speaking of Harold Davis, let's talk about Troy Daniels. Um, there's a really good article on GrizzlyBearBlues.com uh, by Grace Baker. She's a really good. Uh, she was a really good writer, uh, very very smart. And so she had an article, and I just wanted to talk about it. Uh, is about Troy Daniels and kind of what or where he kind of goes from here. Um, it, it's really good. If you haven't read it, uh, go over to GrizzlyBearBlues.com and, and take a read. It, it's uh, it's a pretty good piece. So it's it's really about, you know, what does he become here? Does he actually do something? Do we see him ride the bench? Does he a trade asset? What do you think? Last season he was used, let's use strangely. Uh, he would play 30 minutes uh, one game, and then the next two games he would see three minutes apiece, and then – Three games later, he would see 25 minutes. He was, you know, it was very strange how he was used. He he played really well in the Mike Conley absence. Uh, he provided quite a bit of scoring during that Mike Conley absence. Um, he he's 
as we talked about, horrible defensively. I just think that with the signing of Ben McLemore and with the signing of Wayne Selden and with the signing of Tyreek Evans and with the signing of Mario Chalmers, that this just it keeps pushing him farther and farther and farther down the depth chart, if you will. And, uh, you know, at some point, being able to shoot the three at 40% is, you know, is a great, amazing thing. But at some point, if you literally can't guard anyone and you don't know your rotations, you don't know your assignments, then it, it, I just – I think he's going to keep getting pushed back. I think this is going to be – I think we're going to see quite a bit of Wayne Selden as we talked about in, I think, the first podcast. So I, I don't I know this is people who follow me on Twitter know that I am a huge Troy Daniels. Yeah, supporter. you are the you you're the conductor. I, I love Troy Daniels. Um, I love him for what he can do. I mean, for so long we 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 bitched about not having a three point shooter, and we finally get one, and then we just go, you know what? Never mind. Like we're just not gonna I just. And this is for me thinking last year from the the the, the roster that had last year the run he didn't get was so bizarre to me. I mean, there was a lot of times it just was like, I understand for all, I understand the defensive liabilities. I get it. You don't, don't at me on Twitter. Don't, I don't care. I get it. He is terrible defensively, but like he is so good. and provides so much spacing on offense for Mark to operate in and for Mike to operate in. If he's in the right lineup and that lineup was, it was uh, Tony or Mike and Mark and another good defensive wing, like, you know, for all of his limitations, he could provide a sufficient bench scoring and you could still hide him on defense. There's a lot of things you can do to be able to hide him. But going into this year, like you said, I think there's a lot of people out there that... Who's our wing that's going to hide him this season? I think that you're probably your best bet is uh, is probably Wayne Selden. I mean, he's probably your best defensive wing you have this year besides being able to bring Tony back. I mean... Ben McLemore is just as terrible on defense. And that's the problem is we say Ben McLemore is going to be this guy that's going to replace on the incumbent starter, but like he's just as bad on offense and doesn't do nearly as much as what Troy Daniels does on off or excuse me. He's just as bad on defense and doesn't do as nearly what, you know, Troy Daniels does on offense. So like it's kind of, you know, you, you sub one in and got the other, but I'd rather have the guy that's shooting 40% from three and terrible defense than the guy that's terrible defense and just shooting mediocre at three. So that's that's kind of my point of view. Now you get into what Tyreek Evans is going to do, um, and Tyreek Evans kind of takes in that bench um, role that that Troy was playing. You know, Troy wasn't starting, so Ben will probably be the starter. So, I mean, you get Tyreek in there, and that's, again, that's all about point production. So I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm kind of with you. I think he'll probably get pushed down the depth chart. I just don't think that – I don't think that Fisdale likes him. And I don't think that – I think he gets really frustrated with him. And like you said, he struggles with defensive rotations. He gets really frustrated, visibly frustrated with him. And I think that's why he lost minutes sometimes. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But that's just what it looks from the outside looking in. And so I think that you get someone like Tyreek and you just go out and get buckets. He may like that person better. Yeah, I don't think Fizz. Um, I'm. I don't think Fizz is a fan of him. I, I think Fizz loves what he can do on the offensive end, of course. But uh, you know, I, I, as far as a complete game, I don't think Fizz likes him. As you can, I mean, pretty much tell from the way he played him last year. Absolutely. Uh, that 
you know, I think, and I think we're just going to see more of the same this year. And just a little side note, uh, Ben McLemore shot the three ball at 38.2% this past year. And Troy Daniels shot it at 38.9. So they weren't Joe bringing the facts to the podcast. They weren't too, too far off. I don't have the exact numbers of how many they shot, but I'm sure it's probably it's probably lopsided. Similar, if I had to guess. Because that's all that's all Troy Daniels shoots. Sh- you know, what I mean, like he only plays 18 minutes a game, and he's shooting five three pointers a game. So, um, yeah, I, I, if if that were the same, you know, if that were the case, like the numbers were roughly the same, you know, then sure, play Ben McLemore. He probably has better defensive IQ than um, than Troy Daniels does. I know he's probably got a better defensive rating, but again, they signed him. They signed. Ben for a reason, um, and so that because I think he's the kind of the incumbent starter when he comes back. But like you said, Wayne Selden has a shot, legitimate shot. Like I think we talked about on the first episode, legitimate shot to come in and kind of either be the starter if they want to keep Tyreek on the bench, or come in and take Tyreek's spot as a role player and see what he can do in the first two weeks of the season as against legitimate NBA talent and see if he can play like he played in the summer league and dominate the ball and, and really get out there and, and, and shoot the ball well. He shot the ball, shot the three ball well uh, and played defense really well. So he's got a real good shot to make an impact as well. So it, it would not surprise me if we look up at December and Troy Daniels is part of a package deal as a secondary asset in a trade. It would not surprise me in the least bit at all. Um, last thing, this just kind of came out before we started to – uh, will be the last thing we can talk about will be the um, the Mario Chalmers, Ben McLemore, Tyreek all going to have a press conference. This will be today as you guys are listening to it. We're recording the night before. But uh, the Grizzlies are doing a press conference to uh, introduce those three players down at the FedEx Forum. And I'm not sure why it took them – so long to do the press conference. I thought that was always thought that was kind of odd, but they are doing it. Um, so if you listen to this, they're doing it two thirty on August 29th. If you get a chance to get down there, take a look at it and head down there and, 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 um, and see those guys. We talked about this before the podcast, an interesting thought there, including Mario Chalmers in this press conference. Do you think it matters? No, I don't think it matters. I think that this is Mario came in last year. He was one of the most hated players in Memphis lore. I still hate the guy sometimes. Um, and he became, you know, a fan favorite very early on. And, and until he's, you know, tore his Achilles tendon was playing some amazing basketball for us. And, uh, you know, became definitely a fan favorite. The same way with Tyreek Evans, you know, he made the Sweet 16 in that 08-09 year. They lost to Missouri. Uh, he scored like 35 points or something like that in that Sweet 16 game. So, you know, I think that the more eyeballs they get on these press conferences, you know, the better. And who's, you know, you're going to be more likely to watch it when it's Tyreek Evans and Mario Chalmers than just having Ben McLemore. Yeah, the only, the only reason I even ask is, or even say things is because, you know, we we he's a very partially guaranteed deal with the Grizzlies. Basically, if he doesn't look right in training camp, that's a very easy out for the Grizzlies to cut him and kind of move their move on with and, and not have any real financial uh, 
find out your hold on him. And so I just I, I brought that up because I thought it was very interesting to um, kind of think like, you know, such a player that, you know, a lot of those players that kind of it's more like a training camp invite than a signing, if that makes sense. Like it's it is a signing, but it's it's almost just like a training camp invite to see see what he has uh, if he's you know he- healed well and if he's healthy enough to play NBA. Uh, so I thought that was very odd. I just thought that was you know interesting to see that they would add him onto that list when he's more or less a glorified training camp invite. And you know so that's the only reason I bring that up. Um, and, and the second thing I want to ask is, is what do you, what do we think we're going to see at Mario Chalmers this year? Do we, do we, do we, does he do anything? Does he make the final roster? Do we think Mario Chalmers is on the roster opening night? You know, right now, if if Mario Chalmers is on the roster opening night, that means that we have four players, four point guards under contract. That means we have Andrew Harrison, Wade Baldwin, Mike Conley, and Mario Chalmers. Uh, and Tyreek Evans, for that matter, as well. Tyreek Evans is not a point guard. Let's get that first and foremost. Tyreek Evans is not a point guard. He's never played point guard in, his, in, in the league. He's never enlisted as a point guard. He's a shooting guard. Let's not list him as a point guard. Tyreek Evans would have been a better point backup point guard for the last seven years than the Grizzlies have had in the past seven that's, years. That's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying is that Tyreek Evans has never been a point guard. Yes, he can handle the ball, but he is not a point guard. He's never been listed as a point guard in the NBA. Has never played that position. I, never. I just added him as a side note. Because he's probably a better ball handler <laughs> than the backup point. He is better than Keon Dooling. Okay, that that, that is, is that, twice I have mentioned Keon Dooling in one podcast. That's, I'm done for the day. You you you've mentioned Keon Dooling enough for the entire season. Uh, you don't have to oh, I'll, no, I he's no. I'll bring him back up. Don't worry. He <laughs> he, he comes back up and. And, and you're like and, live conversations, and literally live conversations all the time. And Good lord, I don't at, want to hear those live pe- conversations. People look about, at me like, "Who is Keon Dooling?" If but you're talking anyway. about Keon doing that much, we have problems, Joe. Uh, anyway, so I yes. I hope that he is on the roster because that means that he is healthy, and that means that he is playing good basketball, and that means we're going to be a better basketball team than we are with Andrew Harrison or with Wade Baldwin running the backup point guard. So. By all means, I totally hope that he is on the roster, and I hope that he's playing ball for us. But do I think so? I'd give it a uh, probably a sixty forty right now. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you. I I don't think that personally, like I just don't think he's going to be on the roster because that injury is such a hard injury to come back from. Like an Achilles it's my injury worst is nightmare. it's an it, it is it is a very nightmare very difficult injury to come back from. And so like, it, it doesn't instill confidence in me that that's the injury that he's coming back from. And so I'm kind of on the mind, like, if he was good, like, there'd probably be another team that signed him. I, I don't know. But that's, that's just kind of an outlier I think about, like, if he was really good enough to be a legitimate backup point guard still or a starting point guard, there would be another team before us that had signed him already and he gave him a better deal. I don't know, and that's probably – what they don't know either. They don't know either if he's going to be what he's going to be. And so I'm kind of with you. Like if he's on the if he's on the roster opening night, that means that he's probably better than he's he's definitely probably better than Harrison and Wade Baldwin. And you'll probably see one of those guys get cut or and or traded. Um, I don't know if that you know necessarily makes some immediate like availability. Like you have to trade them now, but I think it it gives you an opportunity. And, and 
it gives you something to say, hey, you know what? Well, like we're in December or January, and Mario's playing really good, and we have these two guys, and you know one of them expend one of them is definitely expendable now. Like we have Mario's playing awesome. Let's see what we can get, especially maybe Wade Ballon, a young guy that people might want to pick up, and the Grizzlies might want to give up on. So, and uh, you, but we know that David Fisdale is loves him some Andrew Harrison. If there is one thing we know. If there's one thing we learned last season, it is that David Fisdale loves Andrew Harrison. I think it I think it's a I think it's a love by by force. Like it's a force relationship. Like I don't think David Fisdale <laughs> uh, has uh, arranged marriage. If it you was will. An, yes, and it, it was definitely more of an arranged marriage for Andrew Harrison and David Fisdale last year than anything else because what else what is he going to do? Wade Baldwin was awful. Like he was worse than Andrew Harrison, and good lord, that's that's bad. I mean, Andrew Harrison was. Uh, I mean, the first part of the year, Andrew Harrison was bad. It I was mean, real bad. He got he got better. Don't get me wrong. He got better as the year went along, but not to the point where we were like, "Yep, like that's the future. Like that's the guy that you're going to hang your hat on, even for a backup point guard role for the even if he never becomes the guy's starter. Like he was never he never became like to that point where." You saw, you know what? He's the definitely the point guard of the or the backup point guard of the future. So, right. I mean, he got bad enough to where, you know, we brought in Tony Douglas, had to cut a player who, you know, a lot of the Grizzlies were really high on. I'm still really high who on. Who has a I'm, guaranteed contract now? And who I'm really upset that and that we just literally just took Tony Douglas and then just cut him. So we wasted that whole process. So that's. Thank you, Chris Wallace. I really appreciate it. If you're list- ever listening to a podcast, I'd like to go ahead and thank you for cutting Troy Williams. I really appreciate it. If Chris Wallace is listening to this podcast, I can guarantee you he has nothing better to do ever with his life than to listen to us. He doesn't need our advice. But uh, no, you never know. No, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, yes, he does need our advice. They have screwed up every draft pick the last 10 years. So, yeah, they can And then one advice. they don't draft, they just – they get a good free agent signing. They're like, meh, we'll just we'll keep Tony Douglas for a couple weeks. and then That is the epitome of terrible. But uh, anyway, I, that, that's that's most of what I got today. That was uh, We had a lot going on today. Uh, talked a lot of grizzly stuff, more grizzly stuff than I actually thought we were going to talk about. What we touched on quite a few things, uh, Mario Chalmers and Tony Douglas, again, uh, the article we referenced is by Grace Baker, grizzlybearblues.com. Uh, go ahead and uh, head over there and take a, little, take a read. Um, if you haven't already, uh, donate to the Hurricane Harvey uh, Relief Fund. Uh, there are plenty of places to donate. What was the one that we mentioned? Oh, there are plenty it was. Of, there are plenty of places to donate. To it was donate. texasmonthly.com. Texasmonthly.com. So if you haven't already, go donate there. Do what you can to help out. If you haven't already, followed me on Twitter at King underscore producer. At JR Walter 4. You can follow us and talk to us there. If you want to follow us on the podcast, it's at 3ND Pod. But I'll do most of our talking on our personal Twitter handles. The podcast is just kind of, the podcast Twitter is just kind of for updates and just like that. So if you haven't already subscribed, go ahead and subscribe, download, listen, rate, review. We appreciate everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Thank you.